This is an ABC podcast. Hello friends, Sammy J here with you for the Snack Pack and may I say a very Merry Christmas. Can I say that? Well, it's November. I mean, they're putting up decorations. Big Merry Christmas signs littering our main cities. Big Christmas sales in all the shop windows. But it does feel a little bit weird. Is it too early to say Merry Christmas? Or can I put to you, cheeky snack packers, that we've had a rotten couple of years on planet Earth, so we should just max out our festival. Just make it a two-month celebration. I don't know. Over to you. What do you reckon? It is absolutely too early for Christmas. (laughs) Why, Christy? Because Christmas is amazing and Christmas needs to be celebrated with absolute dedication and intensity and you cannot possibly sustain that for longer than the month of December. If you're starting your Christmas celebrations in November, you're just going to space everything out and it's all going to get a bit boring and the whole event's going to be a little bit of a a letdown. It's going to be anticlimactic. No, we don't. We just need more Yuletide stamina, Christy. No. The Snack Pack. I reckon that this is going to be a very fun Snack Pack because of the quality of the guests that we have got lined up. The incredible Judith Lucy joining us a little later on. We'll be talking about the Choice Shonky Awards. That's the awards for the companies and products that have not had the best year in the integrity stakes. First, though, I love time. As you know, I love bending time. And we call this next interview on the Snack Pack, Future Me. When I chat to someone in the past and then bring them back to hold them to account. And today we are joined by none other than renowned composer, star, actor, musician, Eddie Perfect, who I spoke to about a year ago. And now we're going to find out how that year went. Eddie Perfect, welcome back to the Snack Pack. Gosh, it's lovely to be here, but I am trepidatious because I always think, you know, like it's too much pressure. I don't know. I feel like I've done nothing, and it's going to be found out today. Well, look, you you actually you gamed the system. You played this right because we spoke to you just when you were about to start rehearsing for the Dolly Parton musical 9 to 5. So unlike others who say, oh, I want to learn piano in the next year, you, you had a sort of a, a pipeline in place, so you knew you would physically be forced to do something at least. Right. Right. This is true. And Impanella would have been full of lots of vigour and optimism, having not done a musical in at least five years and being very excited. And well, now I'm the broken down husk <laughs> of a man on the phone. Just let's, let's compare the husk you're listening to to the bright-eyed, bushy-eyed uh, tail <laughs> the human of Eddie Perfect 12 months ago. This is how we started our chat 12 months ago, Eddie, when we were talking about you taking on the role of Franklin Hart Jr. in 9 to 5. What are you most... Uh, or nervous about or excited about in terms of the show? Or what's the thing you'd like to hopefully be reassured of? I don't know if I can make it through a whole day of work. <laughs> I literally don't know. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if I can get there at 10 and still be, like, focused and awake, even by midday. Eddie Perfect, that was you a year ago. Care to respond? <laughs> oh, my God. So, okay. No, it took me a little while before I could actually, you know, like, you know, I would get, I would just crash in the afternoon. And then unfortunately, the, the set had a bed on wheels that I often got wheeled in on because uh, they didn't have the cabling in the rehearsal room. And I would lie in that bed waiting for my cue and then they would, and the only thing that would wake me up was being wheeled on. I'd be like, ugh, <laughs> act. Um, 
I also wore, I don't know why, but I hadn't rehearsed the musical for so long, but I wore chino pants for the first day of rehearsals. And then they made me do all of this dancing and I, I ripped my pants all the way in the crotch, like really badly, so that my, and I had to do all of this kind of like, it was awful, all of this weird crotch acting because I'm playing, you know, the, well. the lascivious, misogynistic, sleazy boss. And I just, uh, it was very embarrassing. Um, you stole the show and being suspended, you know, at, at the interval uh, from above that bed must have taken some rehearsing as well. Or were you falling asleep when you were hanging in midair as well? No, no, I was awake to, awake to that with some fear. Mm. Um, that was kind of scary and uncomfortable at first. But, um, you know, like people who are inducted into a cult will tell you, you know, n- normal can change pretty quickly. And it became <laughs> very normal for me. <laughs> Let's check back in with you a year ago for our next chat about the actual uh, the rigours of travel. What are you worried about or what are you hopeful of when it comes to how you'll be able to keep up your role as a husband and as, as a dad, including whether you'll well, be coming back or not? Hopefully, my you know, that my wife and my children are getting along in my absence. I, I hope that the dog... We got ferrets. Oh, my yeah. God, we got ferrets on the weekend. And I hope the dog doesn't eat the ferrets. He really, really wants to. <laughs> Eddie Perfect, in 2022, the question everyone's asking, how were the ferrets? The ferrets were the worst. I mean, I've no offence to people who are into ferrets. I was not into the ferrets. Um, and then uh, they just constantly bit us. They would, like, travel across. They nasty. They'd travel across the room just for the purpose of biting you. A lot of past um, tense going on right now, Eddie, when you're talking about the ferrets. Yeah. If they're fine, we found another person who wanted to take them. So we we re them, yeah. And, yeah, it's weird because I'm kind of like a pet is forever kind of person. But yeah. apparently with with ferrets, it's just like you get, it's like a hot potato. You get sick of them, you give them to someone who wants them, and then you keep moving. Time is against us, so I'm going to play you the final um, thing because it's the most important question, dare I say. And, uh, and then the last thing is that Lucy and I talk quite openly about like not getting divorced, yep. you know, we're like, let's not get, hey, let's not get divorced. Eddie, we know your relationship with the ferrets didn't survive. How's your relationship with your lovely wife, Lucy, going? We're not divorced. <laughs> you know when you see a product and on the front it's got a serving suggestion and it looks all beautiful and gourmet and then you open it up and it just looks rotten? It's classic stuff of fake marketing and bad advertising and trying to hoodwink consumers. Thankfully... Choice has been out there for some time, chronicling the best and the worst of the products available to us. And every year they release their annual Shonky Awards. I think the name says it all. Marg Rafferty is the editor of Choice. Marg, welcome to the Snack Pack. I guess you'd prefer that the Shonkies didn't exist at all. Absolutely. You know, that would be the ideal world. But unfortunately, every year it's the same issue over and over again. It's just customers who've been left disappointed by businesses who don't deliver on their promises. And this is... uh, the, the way of the world, sadly, is, is should it be any surprise that at times businesses overpromise and underdeliver? Look, Sammy, I think you know life is difficult. You know, you said we've had a, a difficult year. It's been pandemic. We've had cost of living crisis, natural disasters. The last thing we need are businesses that add more distress and disappointment to people's lives. But that's exactly what we've seen. Well, in the spirit of accountability, and I'm not even sure of the exact list myself, so I'll hand over to you here, but who have taken out some of the awards in the Shonkies this year? 
Well, perhaps the, the company that will be uh, no surprise to anyone is Qantas. It seems like they've been deliberately trying to win a shonky for quite a while now. Um, we think that rather than being the spirit of Australia, they're more uh, accurately characterised as the spirit of disappointment. We continue to receive calls every week from unhappy customers of Qantas. They're frustrated by the well-publicised delays and lost baggage, but even more than that, it's the fact that they have such an unworkable flight credit system. Loads of people have been left hundreds, if not thousands of dollars out of pocket. The company's response to complaints is frustrating. And, you know, Australians are paying a premium to fly with Qantas as a premium airline, but they're clearly not getting premium service. And naturally, customers will vote with their, their feet if that, that's their experience on the ground as well or in the air. Who else is up for a shonky this year? Well, we're also nominating a product um, from Steggles. It's their chicken nuggets boosted with veggies. Now, it all hinges on that word boosted, which I think is uh, subtly suggesting that this product is more than it is. So, yes, t- technically there are vegetables, but most of the added vegetable is potato. Um, in a 100 gram serve of nuggets, you're only going to get three grams of cauliflower, 11 grams potato, and the rest is the usual nugget con- contents. Um, so it's just really taking advantage of people to and using marketing spin to suggest it's more than that it is. You're better off um, spending less on and buying ordinary nuggets and using what's left over to get real veggies because you'd have to eat a whopping 26 of these nuggets to get a single serve of veg. <laughs> Um, it's, it's really not recommended. Uh, and Mark, what about the financial services industry or even the consumer-based uh, options available? Have they had a look in? They have, Sammy. So we've got a, a product this year called VetPay. So this is a, a short-term, uh, sorry, a quick access loan product. It's very heavy on charges, very light on detail. It markets itself as affordable, but it has exorbitant interest rates of more than 18%. And there are loads of fees and charges, including um, a charge every time you make a repayment. Um, It also is very concerningly coy about its product on its website. So you have to actually apply for a loan before you get any detailed terms and conditions. They don't have any um, hardship policies on their site. And really, if you're struggling to pay a vet bill, and, and really struggling financially, uh, in, a loan with an interest rate of more than 18% is not your friend. So hot tip, probably shouldn't share my marital woes on the radio, but a few years ago, I said to my husband, I want to put the Christmas tree up on November 1. He said, no, it was too early. I cried. So then, ever since I've cried over Christmas, he's he, I can put the tree up in July if I wanted to. He, he will never stop me. And just over the weekend, I said, I'm getting the itch. I think I want to put the tree up. Mm-hmm. And he said, you do whatever you want to do. <gasps> you want to put the tree up, you put it up. I will never stand in the way of Christmas and you again. The Snack Pack. Well, in 2020, she was overwhelmed and dying. That was the name of her podcast at the time. But since then... I sense a mild improvement because now comedian and author Judith Lucy is back with a new podcast called Overwhelmed and Living. What led to this change in fortune and why is she still so thoroughly whelmed? Hey, Judith. Actually, before um, you answer that question, I'm going to correct you about a tiny little thing. (gasps) It's very important when you say the name of the podcast to say Overwhelmed and Living. You really do have to capture the kind of demented state of mind I have largely been in since the pandemic started. Well, I guess that leads to my first question, which is, is it really living, Judith? Are you really feeling alive right now? 
Well, I'm breathing, and I feel it at the moment in 2022 that that, that is a plus. <laughs> or is it? Maybe that's the question I'm asking. The lockdowns, I mean, how did you go? Because I just completely lost my mind. Well, look, I am someone who can and will never complain because I had the benefit and the joy of this job, so I got to come to work and w- was okay in that sense. Everyone had their own challenges, but you turned your challenges in, into a piece of art. My jumping-off point for the series was, yes, the, the lockdowns did plunge me into the existential abyss. And, I mean, as, as a lot of people listening would know, we, we were dealing with many issues, and God knows for me, body hair was one of them, Sammy. And so I guess my point is that, like, I mean, I kept my face nice. Denise Scott and I often talk about shaving our faces, but I kept that nice for the Zoom work. But honestly, Sammy, from the neck down, I let everything go. It was it was a jungle. It was like the Amazon rainforest. I was storing carbon. So that was the beginning of me going, I want to change my life and do more about climate change. So is that the focus of the new series? It absolutely is. And having done um, a lot of interviews about it now, generally when I say the podcast is about changing your life and the climate emergency, I think people just stop listening. But I have actually tried to make an entertaining, informative series about what we can all do about the climate emergency, if that's your jam. Sorry, I logged off when you said the word climate, so I didn't hear that answer, Judith. Of course you did. Actually, Sammy, the podcast series is about how drinking beer can make you money. <laughs> oh, now I'm in. I know that this is the last of your, your chats for a while. You've been on the publicity tour, so I'm not going to keep you too much longer because you have a life to live and more content to create. But Judith, I need my pound of flesh, damn it. I've given you what you need. You're going to give me what I need now, which is the answer to three quick questions. Can I find out what you see in here and in tasting so our listeners can head into the weekend in style? That is only a fair exchange, so of course you can. Judith Lucy, renowned comedian, broadcaster, content creator, what are you seeing lately? What I'm seeing, as we know, I will eventually be cancelling <laughs> all my streaming platforms. Um, I have just started, despite being a swinging voter on the first series, I have begun, begun the second series of White Lotus. And I'm a huge Aubrey Plaza fan, so I will watch it for her alone if needs be. I'm lagging on this, but it's definitely worth the investment in your view. See, I know some people just loved the first series and I, yeah, I wasn't so convinced. I either wanted the episodes to be shorter or I wanted it to be funnier or I wanted it to be darker. But I must say the very first episode of the second series has absolutely got me in. And there are other amazing people like Jennifer Coolidge is back, Michael Imperioli's in there, F. Murray Abrams. So yes, I'm certainly going to be hanging in there for a few episodes. Judith Lucy, what you're hearing? And you can't say your own podcast. That's cheating. And that would make me throw up. So I won't be saying that, Sammy. Someone, um, someone did once. Like... I'm, I'm, I'm still, like, hurting from it. <laughs> oh, dear God. Well, I, you know, in a desperate attempt to hang on to my youth, Sammy, I suspect, I went and saw the wonderful Aldous Harding at the Recital Centre a couple of weeks ago. She's a fantastic... Um, folk singer from New Zealand in her early 30s and uh, she just absolutely blew me away. So I have been listening to her a lot since I saw her. Excellent. And Judith, there is only one question now between you and the end of the publicity blitz for your podcast. So this is it. What are you tasting? I'm sort of going to cheat here a little because I will bring the podcast oh, back in a tiny I'll bit. Allow it. But it's also, but I'm also, I'm also uh, answering the question truthfully. 
I'm basically trying to taste a lot less meat. Ooh. So I'm just I'm just really trying to yeah I, I I'm I'm on the journey towards being a vegetarian and I'm nearly there I reckon. So I'm just going to go with less meat. And you know what? A lot of broccoli. Over the past three years, we have been deprived of our job. And the pandemic and all of the lockdowns, social distancing, and, you know, now we're back to normal. And I think everyone just needs some type of joy. Christmas brings joy. And wouldn't someone just love to have an extra month of joy. I think that is why we should start celebrating Christmas earlier. Thanks for your company here on the Snack Pack this week and special thanks to my sound wizard, Ross Kavanagh, for pushing the buttons and my beautiful breakfast radio team in Melbourne. You can tune in every morning from 5.30 on the ABC Listen app weekdays to my breakfast program. I haven't done a lot of clever things in my career, but the one thing that I'm proud of this week is I never bothered trying to get a blue tick on Twitter. Just never done it. And that's paid for itself because now you have to pay for a blue tick thanks to Elon Musk and his business decisions having taken over one of the world's largest websites. So in honour of that, I'll leave you with a little song. Take care, snack packers. I'll be back in your ears next week if you choose. It's been a week since I left Twitter because of Elon Musk. That democratic platform that will soon become a husk. Because now it looks like anyone can buy themselves a tick. And Donald Trump is heading back. The whole thing makes me sick. But I refuse to pay a billionaire to have my say. So I'm taking my opinions and going on my way. But I miss that little bluebird. I miss my online life. I spent more time on Twitter than I did with my own wife. Tweeting and retweeting, always scrolling for my news. Listening respectfully to other people's views. It's been two weeks since I left Twitter. I'm not doing very well. People know my real name, and as far as I can tell, you're not allowed to shout at total strangers in the street or directly contact and abuse a female pro athlete. I saw a couple arguing and had to get involved. I didn't know the context, but I'm pretty sure I solved it with a pithy one-liner. I said, hashtag, see you later. Then I tried to cancel someone in the supermarket queue because I missed that little bluebird and the freedom it afforded me to bully public figures while my followers applauded me. But the real world's not the same. Outrage doesn't lead to fame. I made a racist joke at my cafe. But not one single person followed me that day. It's been a month since I left Twitter. Now I'm sleeping in a sewer just to recreate the feeling of humanity's manure as I scribble my opinions on the back of toilet doors. Please somebody read it or copy and repeat it. I take it off its hinges and shove in someone's face. Don't you think I'm clever? Tell me that's the case because I need the validation. I'll pay any price. $8 a month. Well, that sounds pretty nice. So now I'm back on Twitter, 
and I'm feeling mighty fine. You can find me at my handle, Dark Lord Filth Bear 89. Elon, please forgive me, treat me rough and make me pay. Cause I love that little bluebird. So don't let it fly away. Hi, Philip Clark here from Nightlife. It might seem like too much of a good thing isn't good for you, but a little bit more nightlife won't hurt. Indira Naidu and I have everything you need to get you through the night on ABC Radio seven nights a week. And as for that little bit more, well, I'd like to invite you to listen to the Nightlife podcast. It's some of the bits you may have missed from the program available any time of the day. Some guests will make you laugh and some will make you cry and you'll always learn something new. It might even give you an edge for the mighty challenge. Hmm, there's only one way to find out. Make sure to add the Nightlife podcast to your favourites. You can find it now on the ABC Listen app.